Welcome to the Amy Rushworth Show. I'm your host, Amy. I'm so glad you're here. I'm an empowerment and sexual wellness coach, breathwork teacher, podcaster, course creator, badass bitch, and a globally recognized thought leader on empowerment. And I'm here to help you if you're ready to fuck off the rules and create a life of unashamed, unapologetic pleasure and deep, deep confidence. I have a burning passion for the taboo and naughty areas of womanhood that we're not supposed to talk about, such as sexual wellness, bold self-expression, defying social expectations, and so much more. The topics that we're typically taught to shut up about or be ashamed of are the conversations I live for, and those are the kind of juicy, soulful chats that are going down on this show. My intention is for you to step into your most outrageously free, unapologetically expressed version of you. So if that sounds like a vibe, let's fucking go. Are you ready? Hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Amy Rushworth Show. This is a solo episode, which I feel really called to share and called to transmit to you because right now, depending when you're listening to this, this will change how you perceive it, but we are dealing with the global pandemic coronavirus, getting a lot of messages from people on Instagram my clients and elsewhere about feeling really anxious and really feeling this unsettled, unnerved feeling, which I think is definitely contagious right now, maybe even more contagious than the coronavirus. And there is this collective vibration of fear and survival instincts that are kicking in right now for people. But There is always beauty in every single challenge. There is always a gift. This is my belief. So in this episode, I want to give you some tools, give you some awareness of how you can approach this period and this experience with a fresh, renewed perspective, maybe with a different perception to the one that you're currently feeling into and allow you to find the magic in madness, allow you to feel anchored in the light, in love, and to feel really confident in yourself and to feel good in yourself despite what is going on in the external world. And I think that this episode can be applied to any fearful situation or fearful experience going forward in your life. And the coronavirus and this global experience that's going on right now is just a metaphor for everything that I teach and everything that I talk about, which is going into our internal ecosystem to create what we want and not letting our external situation, our external environment, or all of the extrinsic stuff affect how we feel. And that's not to say that we won't feel fear. And that's not to say that we will be completely immune from everything that's going on outside of us, excuse the pun. But it's always an opportunity when we come up against fear and when we come up against troubled situations and situations which provoke that fear response, it's always an opportunity for us to return to love and to return to our spiritual way and to return to the essence of who we are. So it's only natural that this pandemic is bringing up a lot of uncertainty for people. So in this episode, I'm going to share those approaches. And at the end, I'm going to lead you through a guided meditation experience. You can return to this episode anytime that you want, save it, send it to your friends. And you can use this meditation anytime that you need to let go. Anytime that you feel fear, anytime that you want to run, anytime that you want to hide or you feel scared or that inner child inside of you is screaming and just craving for safety. So this is not just a lesson for the now. This is a lesson for the future, for your ongoing learning. So fear, we know, doesn't feel very good, but it is the natural reactive state or stress response that we go into when 
a trauma is triggered. And so for a lot of people, when there is uncertainty in the world or uncertainty in their lives, that can trigger the trauma response. It triggers the original encoding and imprinting that you have around what it means when life feels uncertain. And for a lot of people right now, especially with the coronavirus, what is actually happening is that the situation externally is pulling out the fear and the fear-based imprint that is already within us. The current climate and the current circumstance, which is what we think we're reacting to and what we think we're feeling into, is actually just mirroring to us what we need to process and what we need to allow ourselves to fully feel. And what I think we need to allow ourselves to fully feel is grief and fear. So it's no surprise to me that the coronavirus is actually a virus that attacks and affects the lungs. And so if we look at Chinese medicine or metaphysical anatomy, every organ in the body is linked to a certain emotion. And for grief and sadness, it is our lungs. And so, you know, at my absolute rock bottom in my journey and the turning point in my mental health, in my PTSD and my spiritual awakening, I actually got pneumonia and I was feeling very unsupported by life. And I was grieving something that I didn't even know I was grieving. I just felt this overwhelming sense of sadness and grief, which at the time I kind of thought was probably depression. But what I now know is that I was grieving the death of my former self. And I was about to step into this new version of who I was. I was grieving for the little girl that had this trauma and never got to process it and never got to be heard and never got to heal and never was noticed. And I was grieving all of these losses and all of these challenges that I'd been through that I repressed and that I never let myself fully feel. And it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks and it manifested in my lungs. So you know that feeling when you're winded or someone's just totally knocked the wind out of your sails or they've broken your heart or you've received some terrible news out of nowhere and you feel like your chest is just about to crack open and it just feels so heavy and every single breath that you take hurts and feels like a ton of bricks and so painful. You know, that tightness that you get in the chest. You know, this is how grief shows up in the body. And when we talk about grief, there is grief as we know it in the very narrow sense of, you know, somebody that we love dies and we grieve or when a relationship breaks down or we get a divorce or a breakup, sometimes we identify that as the grieving process. But actually, Western culture certainly has erased a lot of the original grieving processes and the grieving rituals that have been so important to humankind and humanity for thousands of years, but they are no longer present in the way that we live in the West. We live in a masculine world where we work and we're on a linear schedule. And so for somebody to grieve every single loss that they experience, whether that is the loss of a loved one literally passing on or Sometimes it's the loss of an identity. Sometimes it's when we go through a breakup and suddenly this future that we thought we had with this person is taken away and we lose that and we feel this overwhelming sense of grief, but there is no container for us to experience that. There is no outlet for us to experience that. And a lot of that gets either repressed or we do it in private. We don't involve the community. We don't invoke ritual to help us move through that. There's also the collective grief that none of us really lean into to do with the environment, to do with the loss of nature, to do with the death of species every single day that we all kind of know about, but we, so, we sort of like push it away because if we were to feel and to fully, fully feel the tragedy of so many issues that exist in this world, none of us would be able to function there would be so much sadness and so much grief showing up for us. 
And so we kind of push things to the side or we know that things are going on and we feel sad if we see it on the news, but we turn away. Or we witness it for a moment or a week and then we get caught up in something else. Or we focus on the easier problems in our lives, the smaller first world problems in our lives because they feel safer and easier to cope. And it feels easier to kind of focus on that stuff and worry about that stuff than it does to really collectively, fully, wholeheartedly grieve everything that is hurtful in this world and that is being lost in this world and the world that we're living in and the way that we're living in this world, the way that we live in modern society. And so there's all of this underlying grief that kind of goes on underneath the surface for us. And we're all just kind of trying to live our lives and gloss over it. And we're hoping it will be better. And in a sense, we probably, many of us feel helpless to do anything because some of these problems are so big. So what this virus is doing is it is just highlighting and bringing up within us the grief that is already within, the grief that we have not lent into yet the grief that we have not allowed ourselves to process and the grief that our society doesn't give us time or space to process. You know, in some ancient cultures, villages and communities would have amazing rituals around grief. You know, grief wasn't seen as this dirty word or this awful experience. It was actually seen as this beautiful initiation this beautiful part of life the same way that we would embrace love and we celebrate love in our society grief would be given the same reverence and given the same respect and the same admiration and when somebody would lose somebody the community would come together to support that person in some cultures if you lost a loved one you were relinquished of your responsibilities for up to you know a year where you could dance and go into ritual and go into grieving processes and to just take that time to retreat and to go inwards and to process all those different stages of grief but we don't have that anymore so the grief that's showing up right now is coming up as fear and that fear is there because we don't want to go there we don't want to feel the depths of everything that is coming to rise right now everything that is rising to the surface it's scary when there is a rebirth you know there's this rebirth going on right now of um you know a new consciousness there is a lot more spiritual beings coming into this world spirituality is becoming more and more mainstream and less woo you know people far and wide are searching for something bigger themselves than themselves bigger than you know the small menial stuff that we stress over people are looking to understand who they are as a spiritual being in the context of a spiritual world and as this new consciousness rises and as people start to become more conscious and more aware and um, more mindful of the way that our society in many ways isn't working to help us to thrive, that means that some of the old systems and some of the ways of being are going to start collapsing and that is what's happening. So we're seeing the initial stages of this of the death before the rebirth where things are starting to collapse and it's really fucking scary for people because these systems and these ways of being and this way of us uh, living where we just take, take, take from nature and we take from the earth and we think of ourselves as separate to each other and we don't let refugees in and we have all of these random made up rules from random governments that keep us safe and separate and keep us in our ego All of those uh, structures, even though in a way they're disempowering, in a way they've kept us safe for a long time. 
So even if you are a spiritual conscious person and you can see that this new way of being is coming and you can understand as your higher self that this virus is reflecting to us an opportunity to come together and to actually be less separate and be more collaborative and to work together as an earth rather than as an, you know, separate nations to heal and to love each other and to protect each other. It's still scary. Even if you know that it's still feeling like a loss, it's still feeling like your survival is in threat. But what I want to share with you is a three-step process that I've just had an intuitive psychic download about. I've just had this transmission and I thought, this is amazing and I'm going to share it with you. So I encourage you to write it down so you can remember and so that you can go to this when you're feeling anxious or when you feel yourself losing your mind a little bit within the kind of collective energy right now. If you find yourself getting anxious because you're hearing conversations or you're going to the supermarket and there's no toilet paper or you're worrying about loved ones who are in the vulnerable group of people who are susceptible to coronavirus or susceptible to, um, you know, being at risk or they have an illness or they're immunosuppressed or even if you've just got health anxiety because, you know, health anxiety is a really common one anyway if you are suffering or struggling or experiencing anxiety. So this issue is obviously going to really shine a light on that and creates that, you know, really strong sense of fear within many people. So this process, I want you to remember and note down and revert to this in those times where you notice that you're feeling tense in your chest or in your body, or you're feeling overwhelmed, or you're struggling to stay positive and to stay anchored and grounded in these moments of uncertainty. So the first, well, I'll say all three and then um, you'll see that they rhyme. So the first step is connect. Second step is protect. Third step is reflect. So the step one or approach one, connect. So one of the things that can happen if we just try and do positive thinking during times of fear is that we're actually spiritually or, um, you know, emotionally bypass what we're feeling and what happens is the feeling keeps surfacing. So that's one of the reasons why if you've ever had intrusive thoughts or you have anxiety and you're trying to get to sleep, if you just tell the voice in your head to shut the fuck up, it gets louder and louder. Or if you have an irrational thought or you're having an emotional experience and you tell someone about it and they tell you, oh, don't be silly that doesn't actually make you feel better. It actually makes you feel worse and the thought becomes more persistent and more potent and keeps coming back. And that's because what we resist persists. So that's not my quote. I think it was Tony Robbins who said that. But what we resist persists. So if we have fear and we just immediately try and resist it and we don't connect with it, this step is connect, remember, that feeling of fear is just going to keep persisting. It's going to get louder. It's going to become more chaotic. It's going to try and get your attention the same way that if you have like a screaming toddler and you just ignore them, they're going to probably scream louder. So that fear is summoning you because the primal part of you is summoning you. The primal limbic part of you is summoning you because the trauma response has been triggered in whatever situation you're in. And it doesn't have to be something like coronavirus that can do this. It can be triggered if somebody says a certain word that evokes a certain response in you or somebody treats you perhaps in an avoidant way. And maybe it reminds you of having that avoidant father when you were young or when somebody abandons you and it triggers the response because it reminds you of the time you were left to cry out as a baby. Or maybe you don't even consciously remember that, but your body remembers that. So whether it is coronavirus or any other context in which you feel anxious, in which you feel scared, in which your body is creating that fear-based response where it feels tense, where it feels overwhelmed and panicked and rushing with all sorts of energy, recognize that that fear is there for you to connect with it. 
not to lose yourself in it and to take every single action from fear because that's not empowering either because fear and taking action from fear and identifying with your fear as the truth perpetuates more stress and lowers immunity and creates overwhelm and scarcity and panic and it causes you to resist more and to go into hiding and playing small. So I'm not saying that we need to listen to the fear and say, yep, that's the truth, I'm gonna die, and um, yeah, this is it for me. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying connect with the fear and listen to it. Get intimate with it. Can you get closer to it? One of the best ways you can connect to the fear or the feeling that you're experiencing is to close your eyes and to take a few deep breaths and to really anchor your awareness into the body rather than up in the mind, up in the wearing, fast-moving, panicked mind that's probably going to try and take over in those moments. And to just take a few deep breaths and to feel how it feels to feel grounded in your feet. And you might feel that there are roots coming out of your feet You might like to think that there are anchors attached to your feet and they sink to the bottom of the ocean and just ground yourself and breathe into the feeling of fear and notice where it shows up in the body. Is it in your stomach? Is it in your heart space? Does it show up in the head or the throat? And just notice where it shows up for you. And as you scan your body and you connect without fear and you hear it without judgment, you can say to your fear, okay, I see you. You're welcome here. I'm not going to resist you right now. And just welcome whatever the thoughts are that are there without fear. Just listen almost as if you're like a fly on the wall in your own body or your own mind. And just hear the fear and just notice it and just welcome it here. Keep saying, you're welcome here. Connect with it. Lean in. Almost like you're crouching down to talk to that toddler having the tantrum. Rather than shutting the door. And when you notice where you're carrying that fear in your body and you connect to it, you can start to explore what does it feel like inside of you? If I just get a little bit closer to it, what would happen? What would happen if I just allowed it for this moment? And if I listen to that fear, if I connect to the voice of the fear, is it a soft and young voice? Is it a younger part of you? Is it a younger part of you that needs support right now? Or is it a more fierce, intense voice? Is it more aggressive and loud? Is it trying to protect you from something? And what is it trying to keep you safe from? And just listen either way and ask yourself, you know, ask your body, what is this fear trying to tell me? And ask yourself from the point of view of your wiser, deeper, higher self, rather than your conditioning or from your inner critic Ask yourself, you know, what is the deeper wisdom in this fear? Is this an old part of me? Is this a part of me that I don't normally acknowledge? What am I really afraid of in this moment? Is it a fear of losing control? Is it a fear of uncertainty? What am I really afraid of? And how can I connect with this fear without judgment? and breathe into it and allow it. And just notice it there rather than needing to do something with it immediately, which is what we usually do when we get into fear, we go into reaction rather than the response, which is just welcoming that fear and getting intimate with it and listening to it and being gentle with it. And that is the opposite of spiritually bypassing it where we just suddenly give ourselves an affirmation or we tell ourselves that we're wrong for feeling panicked or we get overwhelmed about being overwhelmed. That is resistance. And that's just a shinier, glossier version of the same thing. So to be truly 
spiritual and to be truly moving through our fear, we have to get intimate with it. We have to go through it. We don't go around it. We don't gloss over the top of it. You welcome it. You connect to it. So that's step one, connect. Step two, during these times, during this time of coronavirus where we are needing to isolate and take all sorts of measures or even in times of fear in any context where we have to do something to protect ourselves, step two is protect which rhymes with connect and rhymes with reflect, if you didn't notice. Um, So I've done this so that you can very easily remember this three-step process. So step two being protect. Protect does not mean going out and stealing all the toilet paper for yourself and looking at someone who coughs on the train with a death stare. Protection isn't about separating yourself and isolating yourself spiritually and emotionally. Protection is about asking yourself, what do I need in terms of a self-care toolkit and a spiritual toolkit to protect my aura, to protect myself and to protect the people that I love, but also to protect the energy of the collective. So this is something that I'm not hearing other people talk about a lot and I think it's important to share. When we go into fight or flight mode, into that trauma response, sometimes our ego wants us to just think about me, 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 and we want to think about how we're going to get through this. And that's really natural because humans are quite self-centered like creatures, really. Like our brain is designed to keep us safe, right? But you also have this beautiful conscious awareness about you as well. You're not just an animal. You are here to be in community and to be in relationship with others and to be in collaboration with your community. So part of protecting yourself and protecting your luminous field and your aura and you and your body also plays into this idea of protecting everybody else. And one of the ways that we can help other people is to not go into panic-based approaches and panic-based actions that are going to negatively influence others or add to the collective panic. So notice how in the first step, connect, I talk about how you can connect with your fear, but I'm not saying act from your fear. I'm saying allow yourself to fully feel everything you feel without judgment. Allow yourself to notice the fear, allow yourself to be with it. But what I'm not saying is take action from the place of fear. I'm not saying just think about yourself or stockpile your house with everything you need. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is protect yourself in terms of what you need to feel good in this moment. So even though there's all of this shit going on externally in the world, even though, um, you know, even if it's a different context and there's a whole lot of stuff just going wrong in your life in general, If we allow everything externally to affect us internally, we will never be in our power, right? We're handing over our power to the external world, to everybody else, and we're allowing that to be influenced all the time because everything in life is uncertain. The only thing that is certain is our internal world and what we have control over, which sometimes is very little. So to protect your energy, think about what can I control and what can't I control and therefore surrender in that area, in that realm. But how can I send all of my energy and my love into what I can control? And some of the things that you can control are things like taking ownership of your self-care during this time if you are an anxious person, making sure that you're getting enough sleep, making sure you're drinking tons of water. Maybe you like to protect yourself in terms of, you know, using certain herbs and things, you know, you can use oregano oil, pure oregano oil is amazing for the immune system. You could be taking CBD oil if you're having trouble sleeping at night. You could be having juices and nourishing yourself with really grounding foods like root vegetables, which are very grounding. And also just taking self-care protocols a little bit more seriously than maybe you usually do. 
some of the other ways to protect yourself is to, I guess, like stay home a little bit more. Don't allow yourself to keep pushing and going into work if you're feeling uncomfortable and use your voice and use your expression to assert yourself and to assert your boundaries in that context. But just because you're isolating physically doesn't mean you isolate emotionally because that's not protection. That's actually self-harming in a way. So allow yourself to stay at home if you need to stay at home, if you're in an area that is advising you to do that. But don't, uh, don't isolate yourself emotionally. You know, I'm having coffee dates still with my friends just over Skype. And it's really cool because I'm in the comfort of my own home. I've got my like comfy um, trackies on. I've got my uh, candles going and my crystals around me. And I've got my coffee and I'm just loving life. And I'm still catching up and I'm still emotionally connecting with the people in my life. I'm still talking to people on the phone. I'm using this as an opportunity, almost as like a mini retreat in my house. And I'm not just living in a la-la land. Like I've had a lot of disappointment this week. I've had to cancel a huge event that I hadn't announced yet, but I've been working on for about six or seven months. I've also lost overnight about well over 10,000 in my business um, in revenue just because of things that are going on. I've had to cancel one of my retreats, the one in Cornwall, not the one in Bali because we're manifesting that Bali is still happening, which it will in May. And, um, you know, all of those things are external things which could damage or influence how I feel internally. And I had a day this week where I did feel really disappointed, but I went through this three-step process where I connected to those emotions and I allowed myself to feel that grief that came up. And that grief really came up, even though it was just money and it was just an event being canceled and just retreats. It was something deeper than that that came up. It was like a deep sense of grief that came up for me. And I recognized that by connecting to that and allowing that, I was enabling a deeper grief from a longer time period to actually surface within that moment. And it was really beautiful. But then from there, I protected myself in terms of I allowed myself to feel and then I moved into um, conscious self-care. I have been breathing and speaking to my friends and eating healthy and having you know, my celery juice and just doing the things that make me feel nourished and make me feel good rather than going into panic and trying to take action, especially in my business, from a panic state. And I've actually just taken actions that are responsible and calm and grounded because I'm grounding myself through practices that make me feel centered. And I'm also not feeding into the collective fear. I'm protecting my audience by sharing with them inspirational content. And I'm following people who are sharing inspirational content that is empowering for people. And just because, um, you know, it's not all about love and light. Like it's not just about saying, Oh, you know, it'll be fine because some people will not be fine. And I don't believe in that either, but it's also about us having awareness that comes from empowerment and the facts and accurate information rather than feeding into the fear mongering and feeding into the media circus, because we need to remember that the media makes like a fuckload of money off of things like this happening and the amount of coverage that has happened and, um, you know, is covering the coronavirus has been exponentially larger than any other crisis in the world. You know, SARS didn't even get, you know, 10% of this coverage and that was a worldwide epidemic. So we need to protect what we consume and protect what we're talking about and who we're conversating with and Follow and keep up to date consciously and diligently with the facts, with the accurate information and use that accurate information to empower yourself rather than to just consume everything and to feel completely overwhelmed because you will feel overwhelmed if you're looking at everything because some people are making jokes about it. Some people are terrified and are freaking out and sharing misinformation. And then, you know, there's also 
people that are sharing the facts. So it's like follow the content that gives you factual information, but also inspiring content that allows you to protect yourself, protect your loved ones, and to focus on what you can control and what you can do in these times. So the third step is to reflect. So that kind of leads on from what I'm saying now in that how can we reflect on this situation? How can we take the lessons from everything that's going on to do better, to be better, and to feel more powerful as we go forward from this event and from this experience? How do we find that frequency and vibration of love during these tough times? How do we learn to love others and care for others when the fear-based part of us wants us to just care for ourselves, and just think of number one? How can we love and embrace exactly what is and exactly what's happening in all of its madness rather than being the victims and being the victims of our circumstances? How do we love and trust in the universe? How can we start to fully embed that unstoppable trust that says, you know what, I know that there is divinity in the timing of this. I know that this is part of a bigger plan. I know that it will work out eventually. How can we start to reflect on all of that and be in that frequency? Because love is the antidote to fear. And fear just creates more madness. Fear creates more scarcity. We don't need any more scarcity in our world. We've got enough, trust me. And if we want to manifest anything in our lives, and that includes manifesting the recovery of affected individuals, that includes the recovery of the world and the recovery of the economies and businesses that are struggling right now, if we want to really manifest that, we have to collectively and individually take responsibility for being in an abundant vibration. And again, I want to reiterate that doesn't mean that we don't feel fear, but it means that we return to abundance as the adult selves that we are when our inner child is triggered and when our inner child is being pulled into that fear-based trauma response and we self-soothe, we self-regulate, we connect to the fear, we protect ourselves energetically and practically, and then we reflect and say, how can I return to love? How can I leave this frequency of fear and recognize that it's a part of me, but it's not the truth? It's an experience that I'm having, but it's not the truth of who I am. And it feels overwhelming, but it's not going to be permanent. And how can I elevate myself to feel better in this moment? And how can I also make other people feel better? How can I help other people around me who are more vulnerable, who are less privileged? How can I contribute in a time where everyone wants to take and go inwards into this contracted state? And that's what's going to raise the vibration of this planet. And that's what's going to raise the vibration of the collective, which is going to have a massive influence on how this all plays out. And one of the simple ways that you can do that is to send prayers to people, send prayers to the world, send prayers to the people you love. And some of you might hear that. And if you've got uh, some resistance to things like religion and you know Christianity, um, you might think that, Oh, no, that's not for me. I'm turning this podcast off. But prayer is a spiritual ritual that allows us to connect to each other and actually to reconnect to the web in which we are all linked and we all correlate to one another. And so you often see when somebody is going through a challenging time, how they do these big candlelit vigils where people come together and pray together because as a collective, we have more energy than the sum of our parts. And, you know, there are scientific studies that back this, how we can energetically send good thoughts and good vibrations to one another. So can you imagine if over the next couple of months, instead of us going to sleep and trying to, you know, make ourselves fall asleep through that overthinking, if we actually just took a minute, all of us, to take some deep breaths and to send love and to send nourishment and to send healing energy to the people who are affected 
in any way, shape or form. And to send love out to all of those people who are in scarcity right now too. And it will make you feel better, number one, but also you're adding to the collective vibration rather than detracting from it. So that third step, reflect, is all about reflecting on how can I find the gift in all of this? How can I find the lesson in this challenge? And how can I keep returning to love in the moments where my ego tricks me into thinking that I am fear and that I am separate because we're not. We are all linked. We are all connected. And together we have so much power rather than being separate and thinking that we're helpless as individuals. We're not. We're all important and we all matter. And so I encourage you to also reflect on going forward what is this teaching you about life? What is this teaching you about yourself? What is this teaching you about gratitude and appreciation? Often it's the times where there is darkness, where there's shadow, that we start to appreciate the light because the polarity and the contrast of losing those things highlights to us how grateful we were for those things in the first place. And often we forget about all the things we have to appreciate because we're so busy living our lives in this linear motion and we're chasing, chasing, chasing and always going forward and we're never actually stopping to breathe and to really reflect and think about all of the beautiful things and beautiful privileges we have to be grateful for. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, presumably you're listening to it on a computer or a phone, and that means that you are in like the top 1% of people in terms of privileges of technology and, um, you know, the demographic you're in and having a roof over your head and food in the fridge. And we forget that stuff. We forget that some people don't have that. We forget that all of those things make our lives easier and we forget to be appreciative of them when we get caught up in the ego and caught up in the distractions and the things that we think are problems or we think are stress in our lives and sometimes when something huge like this happens where we can't ignore it and we suddenly have our freedom taken away or our day-to-day privileges taken away or we have to do things in a really different way, we start to realize all of the things that we have to be appreciative of. And it would be nice if we didn't need that polarity, but I think sometimes as humans we do need a little bit of a nudge or we need to get knocked some down, knocked down sometimes to think about, you know, what is it that I need to truly come back to and truly appreciate? So now I'm going to invite you to do a short guided meditation with me just so that you can really feel centered and you can take all of this information that I've shared and integrate it within every cell of your body and integrate it within your mind and go forward and actually transform and transmute this lesson and these teachings into your actions and into your approaches during this time. So I'm going to invite you to Close your eyes and to start taking a few deep breaths into the body. Breathing in deeply. Breathing out. Connecting every inhale with the exhale. Like a circle of breath a circle of life force energy moving through the lungs. Without any break or pause between the breath. And as you breathe, sink into your body. Allow the body to feel heavy, connected to the earth. 
feeling your feet getting heavy. Feeling your tummy relax and just let go. Breathing into the lungs and expanding the chest. Relaxing the jaw, the tongue, the face. Letting the forehead soften. Allowing the breath to find a nice rhythmic pattern all on its own. And in your mind, I want you to imagine your fear. And to see your fear in front of you. Maybe you see your fear as a person or being. Maybe it's a voice. Perhaps it's a piece of paper inside a box and you're afraid to open the box. Taking a deep breath in and exhale. And just notice whatever fear or thought that you're bringing to this moment. Whatever it is in your mind, let it know that it is welcome here. You're welcome here. It's okay. I see you. I hear you. I know you're trying to help. I welcome you. Just see that fear, feel it. Allow yourself to be next to it or in front of it. Any emotions that come up or any energy that you feel in your body, just breathe into that. It is all welcome. It is safe. It is safe for these feelings to be here. As you take a deep breath in, I want you to picture that there are cords 
connecting you with this fear. It might be one or many. Notice curiously what color are they? What thickness are they? Where do they connect to you? Do they feel heavy? And take a deep breath in. And now with a tool of your choice, if you feel ready, perhaps you might sever some of these cords. Maybe not all of them, but maybe some. And you can use any tool that you need. Breathing deeply. Taking your tool. Beginning to cut some of these cords away. Watching them recoil and slip away from you. Breathing deeply, feeling them slip away with every deep exhale. when you feel like you've let those cords slip away, take another deep breath in. And from the center of your heart and your soul, begin to notice a deep light within you. Notice how it feels as a physical sensation or a visual image. And start to say out loud what you feel in this deep light within your heart and your chest. Say the word out loud. And moment to moment, continue to say the word out loud as the sensation changes or shifts or evolves. Feel that light vibrating in the core of your body like warm, dripping honey. Like sun. Like love.
allowing yourself to drink this light in to allow it breathing in deeply and with every breath and every exhale feeling this light bathing your body in warmth and safety and softness safety and softness safety and softness keeping you warm and secure and with a deep breath in as you exhale feel this light expanding outside of your body sending that light outwards expanding towards your fear towards the other people in the world who are scared right now with every breath expand this light give this light and let it embrace and encircle you and everybody else and notice that you are a separate being but everybody is part of this light we are all part of this light we are all connected to this light take a deep breath in and relax a deep breath in and relax take a deep breath in and relax Take a moment to become present in this body, in this moment, bringing your awareness to the room, to your physical body, perhaps you might like to place your hand on your heart. Take a big deep breath into the heart and picture something that you feel grateful for. And take another deep breath in and picture another moment or person or thing that you're grateful for. hand on your heart just feel that energy and feel it embedding into your body into your heart space always there within you anytime that you need no matter what's going on outside you no matter what the circumstances bring You can always come home to this. Taking a deep breath in. And slowly allowing some of the light to come through the eyes perhaps wiggling the toes and the fingers, 
becoming present in this moment. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. So my loves, I hope that that felt centering and grounding for you. I hope that helped with any tension that you were carrying in your body. I hope that today's episode has helped you to welcome and embrace any fear that's coming up for you right now, but also empowering you with the tools to move forward and thrive and to recognize the gift in all experiences and all hardships and to recognize the growth and the spiritual connection and awakening that is always available to us even in periods of darkness and shadow and severe resistance and fear this is where the true work is this is where your spiritual work comes to be tested this is where the true personal development really is is during the times where we feel fear and we feel panic and we feel distressed but you have this light inside of you that you can connect to at all times and part of connecting to that light is connecting to our darkness So I hope it's really helped you listening to this. If it did help you, please do leave me a review. It's really helpful. It helps me to support more people just like you to feel better, to feel empowered, to ignite their fire, to ignite their spiritual awakening. And I really, really appreciate and love all of you who do support the podcast. So please give it a review now. Or also, if you're not following me on Instagram, come say g'day on Instagram. My profile is this is Amy Rushworth. You can also come over to my website, amyrushworth.com. If you would love to really do this work in a more transformational and potent setting, highly, highly encourage you to come to my Bali retreat in May which is all about igniting this feminine fire within, healing the heart, healing the parts of ourselves that have been marginalized and persecuted as women for a long time, like our sensuality, our confidence, our fierceness, our right to speak the truth and to be a powerful and feminine being on this earth. So Bali is all about that. I would love for you to come and to share this amazing experience with me. So I'll leave details of the retreat, a link in the show notes. If you would like to work in a more online setting at the moment, I know a lot of people are staying home. I highly, highly advise checking out the Make Your Magic Academy if you haven't already undertaken this course. Make Your Magic Academy is my online program, which takes you through a beautiful, proven blueprint and pathway to igniting your confidence, but on a deep soul level, not just a mind level that things like therapy and other coaches uh, focus on. The academy takes you through cognitive processes, but it also takes you through spiritual processes, meditation. It takes you through work with healing the chakras to feel more confident. But most of all, it helps you get this really powerful self-awareness about the deep roots of what holds you back. So the deep roots of why you're scared, of why you procrastinate, of why you get triggered in relationships or why you don't take action or follow through on the things that you really desire. Or maybe even why you have a lot of cloudiness in your mind about you know, what you want to do and what you're here to create and what your purpose is. So the Academy helps you to get this radical self-awareness and crystal clear vision of what you're here to do, who you are, 
who your true self is, free from all of the triggers and conditioning and limiting beliefs that we take on so that you can thrive, so that you can actually figure out what you are here to create and manifest. And it also gives you the push to go out there and actually do it with effective tools and a beautiful, confident mindset. So if that sounds like you, come and join the Academy. It's a fully self-led online program, but then we also do coaching at different times throughout the year. You have lifetime access to it. We go into a Facebook community where we support and talk to each other. And then twice a year, I do these live coaching rounds where you get eight weeks of group coaching with me. And you can take that again and again and again. You just sign up for the Academy once and then you're a lifetime member. So it's very, very good value. It's an amazing community. It is the course that I wish I had when I was going through all the things that I went through five or six years ago. And um, I feel so privileged and honored that I get to lead this group of incredible women all around the world to do this incredible work. So if you want to come join, come join. I'm going to give you a discount code. If you use 150 off, 150 off, you can get $150 off the course because I love you. You're my podcast crew. You're my audience. You're my community. And I want you to move through any money fears or any money blocks or any limiting beliefs that you have around investing in yourself and to really take that leap. So if this is speaking to you, use that code. Don't hesitate because hesitation kills more dreams than failure and rejection and all of that stuff ever did. So yeah, take the leap if it's calling to you or come to Bali or reach out to me if you want to come work one-to-one with me because I have a spot for a one new one-to-one client at the moment and I would love it to be one of you. So if it speaks to you, book a discovery call with me. I'll leave a link for the discovery call booking in the show notes and I can't wait to connect with more of you um, face-to-face online and you know, um, in spirit and to support you to blaze a path of your dreams and to feel amazing in who you are. It's my gift and my mission and just the biggest privilege of this lifetime for me to be that space for you. So yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope it's been helpful and please share this with anyone that you think it would resonate with because sharing is caring and we could all use some contribution and generosity in these times, I think. So yeah, flick it on to anyone who you know who would like it. Lots of love, my dears, and I will speak to you guys soon. Have an amazing day wherever you are in the world. So grateful for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this episode ignited you, expanded you, and enriched your heart, your mind, your life in some way. If it did, reach out on Instagram. My handle is this is Amy Rushworth. Or you can head over to my website for all my courses, retreats, and magical offerings at amyrushworth.com. If the show feels like a vibe for you, make sure you subscribe. And if you have 60 seconds to rate and review or even to just share the show with a friend, I would be so, so, so grateful. And it helps more amazing, beautiful people like you to discover this show and to improve their lives for the better. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until then, I'm sending you strength, grace, ferocious courage, and a friendly reminder to always love yourself fiercely and to go out there and live your most unapologetic life.